Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. We're back and it's bloody happy hour time. It is Thirsty Thursday and I'm back on the Trulies. I'm just triple fisting over here. You <laughs> don't even got, know. I have three she hands She actually does, does, yeah. she does. So hope you're thirsty. Get your drinks. Get your drink. You actually should be on break right now. Like, people should not be working. So, so you can go and binge any episode that you have yet to hear. Go back. Catch up if you haven't. Start from the beginning. I had I went and got my teeth cleaned the other day, and my teeth clean lady, she was like, um, I'm starting from number one. Did she right know now. that you did it? Yes. Well, she's only heard one, and she, we went to school together a long time ago, and she was like, I didn't know that that it was th- that was yours, and so she's about to go binge. Anyways. I was talking to my teeth cleaning lady, and she said she was into true crime, and I told her to listen too. There we go. So here's to our teeth cleaning ladies, <laughs> our dental hygienists. Yes. That's what they are. What if I'm going to talk like this the whole time. Yeah, okay. I like the new voice. Yeah, I like to change it up every episode. I can't. (laughs) She's got multiple personalities. Yeah, it's a disorder. It's fine. Don't worry. It's It's normal. It is what it is. So y'all won't be hearing this when we're recording it, but we're recording this on the day that Scott Peterson just got a new Listen, we're going to call this Court TV Corner. Court TV Corner. (laughs) Because I need to know, like, Caroline, what do you think about Scott Peterson? I know you haven't probably did a deep dive in that story. I haven't heard it for so long. But do you think he'll get a new trial? The only reason I want him to get a new trial is so I can watch the whole thing. She does not even watch regular TV anymore. It's only court cases. Because you can have, because court TV is live. It's right there. I can have it on the background while I'm doing my territory checks. (laughs) I what did we say? What did you say? I think he will probably be probably be granted a new retrial because trial. there was issues with the jury or what? I don't know why I think that. I just think that he probably will be get it. I yeah. follow I didn't follow that case. I followed the David Temple case, which is like the coach from Houston that killed his teacher wife. We're going to cover this cuz it's a great story. And years like he was convicted, years later, came back, had a whole new trial. Right now it's kind of still in limbo. Um so I just think that when you're a good-looking 
white Protestant male, like anything can go for you. So he's been in there for like 19 years. Is that right? Or 16? A long time. He looks like he hasn't even aged. I mean, he still like. He still looks good. I know. I'm like, that is actually not fair. He's probably going to have another Amber Fry waiting on him when he gets out. Oh, you know how many people are writing him letters. Yeah. I think I should write him a letter. Let's do it. We have to write like 14 letters. (laughs) I don't think I'll ever get to it. Ed Kemper. Yeah, but you don't even know the difference between a stamp and a label. <laughs> How oh, we going to write a letter? Hell, <laughs> it's never going to get there. It's going to get sent back up every time. Okay, so what I have for you guys is a great Santa, Santa, Santa story. Ho, ho, ho. Here Y'all we go. know what I feel about Santa after the last. You to say, hello, Santa Claus. Hello, Santa Claus. You may or may not be excited about Santa after this story. You may feel for Santa the way that I feel for Santa after this story. I mean. This may give you some Santa PTSD. I just want to bust everybody's Santa bubble. I'm probably going to say Santa 17 more times. (laughs) So let's take a drink every time I say Santa. Do we need a poor one? Do you want me? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Give me the sound effects. Oh, Ooh, oh, there's a new wow, one. Wow, that was impressive. Here we go. Nice. You're welcome. The sound that was live, so of the holidays. Yeah, I mean, you have to have extra substances for the holidays to get through it. Wait, can you tell me one of your favorite family holiday traditions before we go? Before mm-hmm. we start. I like opening gifts. Okay. But um, every family does that. Do you have, a, like, a specific... What What do checks do for the holidays? Get drunk. Okay. Um, I do like... At, uh, hang on. This is obviously a very difficult question. <laughs> My... Processing time. Yes. <laughs> Favorite holiday tradition. It's really fun when... So my stepmom likes to have a lot of... She likes to make it the longest possible time to open presents. Oh. So we'll open presents for like 10 minutes and then we'll take a break. She has some kind of like rhyme or something she says, and there's like a hidden art of like, she hides a tiny snowman somewhere Uh and then everybody has to go and look for it. And if you find it, then you get to pick something out of the grab bag. So, and then the next time it's like a tiny star and the next time. So it's oh. just a fun little intermission while we're opening In presents. presents. So then it takes like four hours to open presents. Oh my goodness. Which used to be fun. That's creative though. It is very that creative. That makes you She's feel like you got creative. a lot of presents and really you yeah, got Yeah, and like it's fun. Even though four. you get like a little, just like a little gift card, you know, yeah. but it's really, it is fun. Gift cards are the best. I know. So what about you? We eat tamales every like um, oh, Christmas actually, Eve. Oh, we do a fresh Fish fry. Fish fry, yeah. Mm. So we always have like um, our tamale assembly line. And so this year, like we'll make tamales at my mom's house. And so I was like, you know what? We're going to have, what's this going to be? Tamales, tequila, and true crime. So we're going to wear our aprons. We're going to watch, have true crime on in the background. Probably probably bloody happy hour playing. And then we're going to make our tamales. Uh, do you think that every person right now is going to be coming to your house for Christmas? Because I need to be there for that. Come on. You can come. And now a word from our sponsors.
All right, let's go back to. I'm got the story. I'm still thinking about what you said. Tamales, tequila, and true. Yeah, guy. that's the best thing I've heard. That's needs to be. Why a new is that podcast. not the podcast? Yeah, <laughs> we're changing the name. Podcast name change. There we go. Yep. Triple T. Triple T. Oh my gosh. Triple threat. Triple T. Okay. So let me tell you. I'm going to tell you about the Santa Covina murders. Tell me everything. So this is. We're going to start off. First of all, you're going to have a horrible taste in your mouth after this. Yes. Not the red wine. Oh, that's not a horrible taste. It is the guy that we're talking about. Yeah. Like he is as dirty and as scandalous as... Dirty Chad. Chad. Dirty Chad. Chad. Fritzel. He's like a hanging Chad. Castro. Just can't get rid of him. <laughs> Christian Longo. Like he's the worst. He's Wow. It he's sounds wor- pretty yeah. bad. Like... Right now, him and Joseph Fritzel are probably like fighting over who's taking tickets at the gate. Like that's the gates of hell. Wow, that's I mean that's a uh, pretty impressive. Like mm. it's bad. Wow. It's... So so um, let me tell you about Bruce Pardo. Mm. All right. First of all, if your name's Bruce, you should probably just go ahead and change it right now. <laughs> but Bruce Pardo started off pretty legit, right? He's from San Fernando Valley. He went to like a polytechnic high school and he later went to college, Cal State. That means nothing to me because I'm not in California, but I think it's a good college. Yeah. He graduated with a degree in computer science and he became an engineer. So like right now, it's like great catch, right? You yeah. Swipe right. You see Absolutely. all those and it's like swipe right, swipe for right. For sure. For sure. Um, he got a good job at a jet propulsion lab. And he made good money, mm-hmm. but he didn't do shit. Like he sat there and he hacked other people's, he hacked his job's computer system. So he was like hacking in, trying to figure out, oh, where, do, how much does this person make? I'd probably want to share offices with them because I would want to know all that information. That actually reminds me of the other court TV case I was watching that I forgot <laughs> to tell you about. First of all, look at ugly face cry. Yes. Um, okay, it's Ooh, the um, Josh Duggard. Oh, yeah. He did a, a lot of those things, but he that's did. with his child porn, so that's real bad. Oh, well, that's what he did at well. Like, he got paid great money, but he just really just didn't do like work. Yeah. And so, um, you're like, so what? How much? So it's like, okay, that's not that bad, right? It's yeah, not that bad. Yeah. That's not Joseph Fritzel bad. Right. Well, when he was working there, he met a girl named Delilah. Delilah. And him and Delilah fell in love. Oh, that's precious. And they were engaged to getting married. Wow. Okay. So, you know, that's what happens, right? If Typically. you do it right. You go to school, you go to college, you get a job, you get married. They were doing it all the right way. Yep. Delilah was excited, but I guess Bruce wasn't because Bruce was oh. not paying, like he was not giving up the money to pay for this wedding okay, at all. So Delilah spent her all her money that she had saved up. And, and let me just say that till this day, like people don't know really who Delilah really is because she's kind of like kept herself yeah. quiet. So she used all her money to pay for the wedding and the honeymoon. Wow. Okay. 
And so she's like, it's okay. Like it's an investment into our future, right? He didn't pay for anything. She didn't make them. So here's the wedding day. June 17th, 1998 was the big day, right? Mm. So she's there. Her family's there. His family's there. Their friends are there. But where's Bruce? He's not there? He is not there. He did not show up. At the wedding? Left her at the (gasps) altar. But like, he didn't call. He didn't send a message in a bottle. He didn't like send a letter with state. Like he didn't know. There was no DMs, but he didn't, he didn't do Uh anything. No. So she didn't hear from him. Ghosted her. For weeks. Until she figured out the rest of the money in her savings account was gone. And he withdrew it. And instead of marrying her. He went to Palm Springs and had a badass vacation on her money. Oh, oh so she gosh. had, yeah, like I she did some it. dirty so chat nice. shit. Yep, that's so great. So she had to like pick up her life and like start all over, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had a great credit score at that point. Here's the thing, <laughs> but she did. Here's the thing. Still, this I told you, Delilah has nothing to do with them. But right now, like what you're gonna hear, Delilah dodged a bullet. So Bruce did her a favor. So now it's 2001, right? And so here's another douchebag, like, ism, douchebagism, because he's the biggest douchebag ever. That's a good word. Douchebagism. Yeah. It's 2001. He meets Elena. They move in together. Did Delilah send Elena a message? She should have. Warning her. But she, like, totally, like, had nothing to do with it. Or maybe she did, but I didn't read the book. But maybe That's why this is supposed to be a quickie. Elena didn't read the message. Maybe so. Hint, hint, hint. So if you <laughs> notice a message in your DMs from somebody who was married to the guy that you're dating, you probably should read it. You should read it and you should believe them. And you should absolutely believe it because, girl, you don't even know. It's worse than you the DM. You don't know. Go ahead. You don't know. Mm -mm. So they have a kid together. They don't get married. And things are kind of normal for about 18 months. Mm -hmm. And it's New Year's Day. And Elena goes out, like not out, out, but she's like out of the house. And Bruce is watching their kid, right? Oh, yes. But he's not. Yes. And this 18-month-year-old gets outside and he falls into the swimming pool. What's Bruce doing? Watching First television. First of all, you have an 18 month old. You Just, cannot do anything except for watch. Like the kids, like walking, crawl. Well, yeah. How, what is that? A, yeah. Yeah. One and a half year old. Like you're, you're on the move. You're on the go. Yeah. You're grabbing everything. You're putting stuff in your mouth. You're eating crayons. Yeah. You're, That's why I don't hang around 18 month olds. <laughs> I don't got time for all that. But like, you know, you can't just sit there and watch TV with this 18th. Okay. No. Yeah, so well, clearly. And so clearly. Yeah. That's what happened. Like he, the kid wasn't watched. He got out. He went in the backyard and he fell into the swimming pool and he had to go to the hospital. An 18 month old baby boy, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, but people say that Bruce felt horrible about this. But he did. He was at the hospital with this little boy, like by his side for, like he didn't leave. And it was like a week into it. He didn't die. Okay. He's brain dead. He didn't die. He is now brain dead. So the doctor came in and he 
basically took them aside and he says he's not going to die, but he is permanently brain damaged and he will be a paraplegic. Oh, my God. So instead of Bruce saying, oh, my goodness, I'm just so glad he's going to live. Uh-uh. Bruce packed his shit. And he gone. And he is gone. Mm-hmm. He left his like this is not a stepchild or. Yeah. You know, like the, he left his child and the mama. Like, how can you do that? It's it's because you're a sociopath and you have no empathy for other people. Anybody 0%. else. Anybody else. Luckily, this baby had an amazing mom and she was like dedicated to this kid. Okay, so let's move on to the next girlfriend because, you know, he moves on pretty quick. Yeah. Left the girl at the altar in 98, new woman in 2001. Now it's 2004 and he meets Sylvia. I bet Sylvia didn't even know he had a kid. Nope, did (gasps) not. Sylvia is from Covina, California. Oh, here we go. Okay. And Sylvia, poor thing, ends up marrying Bruce. She, like, she was married a couple times. Her first husband was killed in a car accident. Second husband, I think, she got divorced from. And so she had these kids from these, you know, before marriages. And so now her and Bruce together, they got married. But, like, there's no honeymoon period. Like, Bruce wasted no time to to show her how much of a douchebag he was. They never do. (laughs) They wasted no time. They never do. So, of course, the argument was over money. So he didn't want a joint bank account, and she had three kids. He was not going to put not one cent of his money towards her kids. The money, wh- whose money was it? His money from his first wife that he stole? He just was not going to contribute at all. Yeah. Like, And she was an administrative assistant, so she made, uh-oh, What's the what's the what's the Smollett? guilty guilty he of should five be. of six charges? Mm. He should be. He's so dumb. OK, so um, then. OK, so he wouldn't help her with her with her. They are her kids. Uh-huh. But like you married her and them. Right. Yeah. OK. But that wasn't why Sylvia left him. She ends up leaving him. She leaves him because she's doing taxes and she sees his taxes and she sees that he's claiming a dependent. Oh, he's claiming his brain dead kid who he should have, he'd have tell her about. Oh, and no. so she's like, wait, I, he has a kid. Who is this kid? So she calls the mama. How does she- Bruce's mama because oh. they're married. Not the not the kid's mom. Okay, she calls yeah, Bruce's, Bruce's mama. Mom. Yeah. And they're really close. Okay. Who, Bruce and the mom are close? No. Or girl wife, Sylvia, Sylvia and Bruce's, and Bruce's mom, mom are close. close. So Bruce's mom was like, Oh yeah, he's got a kid. And this is why he's not in the kid's life and he should not be claiming him. Like Bruce's mom knew what a shitbag her son was. Wow. That's not my situation at all yeah that's yeah. usually not the situation yeah, it's typically yeah so let's recap mm. bruce left this kid a paraplegic and brain dead yes but he's still claiming him on income tax to get money for him every Absolutely. so this is three years afterwards oh. like how low is that <laughs> So Sylvia, yay Sylvia, was like, oh no, I can't have anything to do with this. Get it, Sylvia. So she packed her shit. And she's She out. was disgusted. She was gone. But first she asked him, she was like, 
the kids are in school here and I hate to uproot them in the middle of the year. Can we stay in the house at least until the year's over with, right? Yeah. Bruce packed all their shit up and put it on the front porch. So she came home from work one day and she was, she was like, had to move in with her parents. That's a lot of packing. I know. Like, <laughs> he put a lot of yeah, effort in. He put in a that. lot of work into that packing. So, um, so they're officially separated in March of 2008. So she was with them for a little bit. She had to deal with him for about four years, right? And, um, they had a lawyer, a divorce lawyer, and the lawyer, like, he had to pay spousal support. We don't have that here in Texas, but in other Lord. states, it's kind of like child support for the wife. So it's spousal support. Mm. And he had to pay, like, $10,000. Do they actually ever even pay? I, no. I feel like this is, look, Another douchebagism. This is what happens. You steal from somebody who you're married from and then you have your divorce and then they owe you all this money but guess what you never see never get that it money and does do people even do you have to pay it i don't i don't know i don't who know if like it's like a lien you or something or you but i think you have to pay like if you have child support you got to pay that first but that become that's first in line so they'll collect that from you first and if you have any other i don't know debts because somebody yeah. else i know has about twelve thousand dollars in child support and then wow. uh several other debts to, that he owes to banks and liens on different items and so then they don't also, give a shit so yeah. it just goes in your yeah. credit and they don't give a shit anyways yeah. the credit's yep. bad yep yep so that's mm-hmm. crazy I always wonder, like, you, when you go to court and you sue somebody and you get all this money, right? I'm like, do but you? Will they really get it? Uh, yeah, I don't it's know. A person, I would love to know. I don't think they do. Probably not. So here's another douchebagism. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's so what we're doing. the first check that he wrote for spousal support bounced. Oh. So he's writing your checks for it, or like? spousal support? He, you, I, I think you have to. I don't know. Or it's going to come out of your, they're going to like garnish your wages. Yeah, but if you don't have wages. (laughs) He had wages. He still had his good job as an engineer. So he was like, let me write this check. What bounce? And the second one would not have bounced, but he purposely stopped payment on it. So he wasn't going to give her a dime. Uh Uh-uh. Dime, a dime, a dime. So she never got spousal support. Then... He was fired from his job. So you see kind of like how his his life is kind of like mm. slowly going down. Mm-hmm. Like it's already shitty. Like you're already shitty. You're all, already you're a like, terrible person. Yes. So he gets fired from his job for billing for fake hours. Shock. He was getting paid for like things he did not do. So yeah. He's charging other people for mm-hmm. things. So, um. So now he's fired. So now it's June and he's like, I'm going to go buy this gun, Mm. semi-automatic. He conjures up this plan. Okay. So it's June and he buys this gun. And then it's, what's the next month? July. And he buys another gun. Oh, August, September, October. He buys five total of these expensive. And that was like the gun laws. I guess if you buy a gun like this. You can't buy another one for 30 days. Okay. So he waited another 30 days oh, wow. and he'd buy another one. So real and he'd premeditated. Wait another, yes. Like real, real premeditated. premeditated. Yeah. Like he knew I'm going to do this on Christmas. Okay. <laughs> so on September 8th, 
he ordered a Santa Claus outfit. Oh, that's nice. I mean, and he wasn't going to go, go ring the, the bell mall. at Walmart. Oh, he's not going to go. No, he's nope. going to go sit at the mall and not ringing the bell, not nope. taking pictures with kids. Hmm. He actually had the Santa suit customized. Oh, he asked for extra space and a bunch of extra pockets. Oh, because he needed candy, to, right? Yeah, candy like, for the ki- candy canes. Candy canes. Candy canes. Let's pass he wanted all the extra yeah. pockets for the candy canes and maybe a fireball shot. You know, a little yeah, or two to for deal the with adults. all the kids. Yeah, not yeah. at all. No. So no. then he books a plane ride and he goes and visits a college friend from Iowa. I'm just ex- weird. I mean, yeah, that's surprised that he had a friend. Friend, yeah. It's, mm. But he really didn't want to see his friend in Iowa. He wanted really wanted to go to the gun shop there. Oh, and at that gun really, shop, yeah, no he friends. bought sixteen handgun magazines. Oh, that contain. 18 bullets each. Okay. So now he's got all his shit. He's got Smike his guns. magazine. He's got his guns. He's got his Santa suits. And he's got his bullets. Yeah. And now yeah. the divorce is finalized. And it's one week before Christmas. Well, he's ready to go. He never took his ring off. So he's... Hmm. Do you think he's happy or sad about this divorce? Can I have another truly, please? Oh, oh absolutely. I thought it was like they were all the... It was... Never mind. Go ahead. Okay. I get it now. <laughs> I had to Google it, so I made sure. I, I'm very visual. So she's at her parents' house. Let okay. me tell you a little bit about the parents. They've been married for 50 years. It was love at first wow. sight. They came from Mexico and started their paint company and, like, built the American dream, had about 77 kids, and they had about 77 so kids. Andrew G. would love this family. Yes. Yeah. And they, like, people loved them. Their neighbors talked about them. They were just genuine, loving family. And usually at this party, neighbors would come to the party. So they go and they have dinner. And after dinner, they play like um, the kids are playing outside. And then they're playing Texas Hold'em at the table. Yeah. Teenagers are upstairs playing video games on the computer and on the video games. And then there was a knock at the door. There's an eight-year-old little girl named Katrina. She answers the door. And when she answers the door, there was Santa Claus. Oh. With a big, beautifully wrapped present in his hand. So what do you think an eight-year-old little girl does when uh, she sees Santa at the door? Gets super excited. And yells, yells. And is like, Santa's here. Yes. And, and usually Santa comes to this. And that party. Right, yeah. So they typically like that was their tradition every year, right? Uh, one of the neighbors would like dress yes. up as Santa. Yes. And so it wasn't a big deal that Santa. Yeah, it was like a normal like they were just like waiting for Santa to come over. Yeah. And then Santa comes with the present. And then, yeah, of course, I'm the eight year old. I'm freaking out. So Santa puts his present that he has in his hand down. He picks up Katrina and he picks her up like, you know, a daddy would pick up their daughter. Yeah. Or Santa would pick up their kid. Puts her down and then shoots her square in the face. He pulls out from all these pockets in the Santa suit <gasps> two semi-automatic. Uh-uh. So he's like Clint Eastwood on these shoot 'em ups, like on these westerns. And he's going in with two guns in that house, and he's shooting and shooting. All the siblings, the parents, everybody's getting shot at. Okay. Like okay. he thinks he's Clint Eastwood. It's chaotic. People are screaming. And he's They're been to Christmas under before, so he knows that he's this been is... to the last four Christmases because yeah. they yeah. were married. Yeah. He knew what they were doing. 
Mm-mm. He knew when to come. Like he just he just he knew. knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew. Um, <clears throat> one of the family members recognized him, and he they were finally like, "That's Bruce," and couldn't even finish it. And Bruce shot him him in the face. Sylvia's brothers, or Charles and James, they tr- they were shot, but they tried to take Bruce down. After they got shot, they were bloody. They were trying to fight him, and he shot them again. So, of course, Gosh. that wasn't successful. A bunch of the other siblings hid under the dining room table where they were playing, like, poker in Texas Hold'em. They were all killed, including Sylvia was one of the ones that was killed. <gasps> oh, there was only gosh. one sibling survivor. So of all the bro- Sylvia's brothers and sisters, there was only one, and her name was Letitia. And she's the one that gets away, runs a couple houses down, and calls 911. Wow. Yes. So then Bruce obviously was, like, out of his bullets or, like, tired of the gun. So he goes to that beautifully wrapped present that he had, and he pulls out what he has made. He's an engineer, a homemade Flame thrower. Yes. What? What's a flamethrower? Flame just exactly like it sounds. Like you push a button and it's throwing fire. So he is like engulfing the house in flames. Oh my. Gosh. So teenager Michael Ortega's upstairs. He didn't get shot, but he dies in the fire. <gasps> oh my. Because did he set the whole house on fire? The whole house has been engulfed in flames. Oh. Letitia, like she's the one that ran and called 911. Total, there were nine people killed in this house. Luckily, all the kids were outside in the back <gasps> playing. So they oh. so they got to run. They knew what was going on. There was only like a couple of the kids that died. Wow. He shot them execution style. The who? The kid? The, no, the other people. The other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Execution style. And the fire was so, so he bad. just like went up to them and just like shot, boom, shot, boom, shot. Boom. Oh like, my gosh. I feel like you haven't watched Clint Eastwood Western. Oh, no. Or a Western. No. Nope. <laughs> well, you just, that. it's like boom. And you just take him and you're just like shooting, shooting, shooting. Just no, like I mean, I've seen like Elmer Fudd or whatever. <laughs> He no, that don't no. count. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. This fire was so bad that they had to pull like dental records to identify the bodies. Oh my gosh! And it took a while to determine cause of death because their bodies were so charred. Yeah. So they didn't know which ones died from the fire or from or the from the gunshot. Wow. Eighty firefighters it took. And they probably couldn't go. I mean, they had to wait for it to, like, cool off. You it know, took so. them two hours to even put it out to go and, like, get the bodies. So imagine two hours in a fiery, 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 fiery? F- flamed yeah. house. Uh-uh. So I have to list the victims. Okay. There was Joseph and Alice Ortega, um, their son, Charles, and his wife, Sherry. And another son, James Jr., and his wife, Teresa, their daughter, Alicia, and her son, Michael, and their other daughter, Sylvia, which was Bruce's wife, Mm -hmm. ex-wife. Nearly all of them had been shot with that 9 millimeter semi-automatic, and 
based upon like after the autopsis did it <laughs> it's bullet trajectory said that they were like executed wow. like just shot so what's so good is like the surviving family members were able to tell um the police mm-hmm. like exactly what happened and they got to identify Bruce Pardo so they knew who they were looking for right mm-hmm. so it's like what's next they gotta find bruce yeah so 40 miles away so now the police are here fighting the fires yeah 40 miles away bruce has a brother Uh that has a house about 40 miles away so bruce leaves like after he does his dirty like he changes from his santa suit and he leaves and he gets in his car and he drives a dodge caliber like a neighborism number Oh, yeah. 77. Did a neighbor identify the vehicle leaving? I feel like I heard that somewhere. Well, so Letitia called 911, mm-hmm. and she's a couple houses down. She's able to see. So she sees oh, him leaving. Okay, so she probably was able to give an identification of the vehicle that he was driving. Yes, yes. There we go. So... Now he's at his brother's house, but his brother's not there. He has a Christmas party. But when he comes home, like in the middle of the morning, like in the middle of the night, he sees his brother lying on his couch in his own pool of blood from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. He still had his wedding ring ring on. He actually put his gun in his mouth and he blew his brains out. Yeah. The Bruce. brother came home from his Christmas party. And Bruce was on and his And he saw couch. Bruce on his couch with, looked like he had been, like, sh- like the, yeah. He was dead on his couch in his own blood. Yeah. And he had put the gun in his mouth and blew his own brains out. Oh. So, yay, Bruce, you finally did something. Yeah, good job, Bruce. Good. Way to You go. should have. But, okay, and so his, he had parts he had third degree burns because he didn't. He burned himself in that damn yeah. bootleg ass flamethrower he made. <laughs> and part of his Santa suit was like melted into his skin. So he was probably in extreme pain. Yeah. Yay. Right? Yeah. Yes. He had traces of a cocaine in his system and he had $17,000 taped to his leg. What? I don't know where, he, I don't know if he has saved all that money because he's been taped using, to him? Taped. Like, because he was going to run. So imagine like a big like stacks of money he taped like around his legs because he was just going to run. You can't like use credit cards anymore. You're going to need all this cash. He probably accidentally got caught on fire and it was like hurting so bad and he couldn't go to the hospital. He, so yeah. he shoot himself. That's what. Yep. His initial plan was to run, but he got burned so badly, like you said, oh and he knew he could not get away. Gosh. He knew he couldn't go to the hospital. So he was like, let me. Go out like a what an idiot, yeah. Mass. So, I hope it hurt. I hope it hurt real bad. That Dodge Caliber was parked outside of his house. Inside of that Caliber was a burnt up Santa suit. Okay, because oh. the brother had now called the police, and so now the police are like coming here. There was his burnt up Santa suit, another thousand rounds of ammunition. And the car was rigged up like a booby trap. Yes, I remember hearing that. Um, so I am putting a link to Murderpedia had like amazing pictures. Like it had um, before and after. It had the Santa suit. It had the flamethrower, and it had the 
Dodge Caliber after it exploded. So luckily, whoever was on this bomb squad in California, they saw it and it still um, blew up, but not as bad as what it was. So it didn't injure anybody. Yeah. It didn't hurt anybody. There was still a massive explosion. And so at the same time, the police are looking at this Dodge Caliber. They get a call from a guy named Scott Nord. And he's somewhere else mm-hmm. in Cali. And he's like, there's this weird Toyota RAV4. Suspicious. Parked by my house. Yes. First of all, what grown-ass man drives a Toyota RAV4? Anybody who's suspicious. <laughs> if your name is Bruce Pardo. So he was driving a Toyota RAV4. Mm. Inside of this RAV4 was a map of the United States, a oh. map of Mexico, oh. a bunch of food and water, computers, and clothing. Mm. So what do you think this car was? Mm, getaway car, maybe? Getaway oh, car. Oh, getaway car. Why was it parked at the lawyer's house? Oh. Mm, he was going to kill the lawyer. Yes. Oh, my He gosh. was pissed at that lawyer. Oh, <laughs> Because so he, okay, she was he was on. I mean, this it was the wife's lawyer, and he's the one who ordered Bruce to pay this spousal support. So, so he was going to ditch it. He was going to go to the drive his whatever car he drove, ditch his car, kill the lawyer, take this car, and then go escape with the seventeen thousand dollars tattoo yes. his leg. Bye. He like this. He had this plan out. He had. He, you know, he had a pretty good plan, but too bad you dumbass burnt yourself up. Yep, too bad you mm. got all burnt up. Too bad you charged yourself. So instead of killing him and getting away, he like shot himself. Yes, killed himself. Yeah. yeah. So the end. Um, Goodbye. They find out that he was actually going to also kill his mom. Oh. In this, because his mom told his wife. So his mom oh, actually kind of alienated him. And when they would go to court, he would sit on Sylvia's side and he was on Sylvia's side and he was she was very good friends and like loved the Ortega family. Yeah, because they're always hated this. Oh, my. Because it was he didn't get all the attention. He didn't get all the attention. And his mama chose her side. So now she's the enemy. She was supposed to be at that party like she is every year. And the only reason why she was is because she got sick. <gasps> and she called them and told them that she could not come. Oh, so Bruce knew that probably... and he was going to kill her in addition to everybody else that was there. <sighs> Police are like 137% sure oh that that's what gosh. was going to happen. Then you know they're really for sure. So that night, 13 so kids. So mad he killed himself. I wish he would have got like killed by firing squad. Firing squad. Let's bring back the firing squad just for Bruce Pardo. Or, or hanged. Hanged him. Hanged. Ugh. So 13 kids. That night, Christmas. this is Christmas Eve, 13 kids lost their parents. They are now 13 orphans. Oh, my God. How traumatic do you think Christmas is to these kids? Oh, they probably hate it way worse than you do. <laughs> way more than me. Um. So I just think about like the true P- PTSD that they have. So the one sister that was living, Letitia, she ended up adopting a lot of these. I mean, you can't adopt well, 13 kids. Yeah. Um, 
but she ended up adopting a lot of them and like raising them. And little Katrina, the girl who entered the door, she lived. And she Wait, had he, to, even though he shot her, right even there? though he shot her, oh but she lived. She had to have all these surgeries. She's had to have, of course, intense counseling. And still to this day, when it's Christmas time, she becomes almost like a agoraphobic, like a hermit. She can't go out because even though she's had counseling, every time you see Santa, oh. every time you see presents like that, like it just brings oh, back that's all terrible. of this. See, that's what's terrible. It's like he's he did this one thing, but he's like scarred all these people for their whole life. And he just gets to go and just die. Die. So I hope take, hell, take it to I the hope gate. Hell no. is real bad. Oh, it is. I mean, I hope we it, can't even fathom how bad it is. Oh my, that's just. Ugh, I hate it when people kill themselves. But she, <laughs> but Katrina, like she's doing good things. She like goes and speaks publicly against gun violence and gun laws. She has gone to visit like different schools that have like school shootings. So she's very active. Yeah. Just around this time of the year, she kind of regresses a little bit. Yeah. Understandably. Yeah. I would like just go to like. Me- no, I don't know if I'm going to Mexico, but I want to go like to a beach on a little vacation during I know, Christmas. Like you probably need to go to like I don't know Africa, I mean, wherever they don't celebrate Africa, Christmas. I just want to be like, if it's Christmas time, I'm going to go to the beach and just it's going to be summer where yeah. I and I'm going to skip Christmas. Okay, yeah, that's a good. I would actually do actually, that right now. I think I'm going to do this Katrina year. Me and Katrina should actually. Me, you and Katrina should travel yes. to the beach during yes. Christmas. Yes, after we make tamales. <laughs> after the tequila and tamale party. Yeah. Okay. Last thing, Bruce Pardo's mother, like she's so innocent. She had, she, she had a shitty son, but it wasn't her fault. She did not like. She had no excuses for her son. Like she knew how shitty yeah. her son was. The Ortega family, what was left of them, still loved her, embraced her. They kept in touch. She's still connected to this family even after this Christmas massacre. So that just says a lot for this Ortega family. Yeah. And love. Yep. Versus evil. And Bruce is dead as a doorknob. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's lovely. Merry Christmas. What's this song? Can you sing them a Christmas song? Wait, what did we sing last time? Papa and Mama? Oh. <laughs> ain't no Santa. Ain't, ain't no, no Claus. Ain't, ain't nobody no but Jamal and Paul. <laughs> April will come up with all kinds of songs. Y'all, there's your story. There's your first. No, it's your second Christmas story. Is it? Did, did the Tita family yeah last week yeah and then next week we're just gonna like tell you 12 murders at christmas just back and forth yeah outside the box we're gonna do something different super quick so there could be music be able to pay attention yep yeah because you know i won't be able to (laughs) we will see y'all in like five minutes don't forget to rate review and subscribe people go leave some reviews yes we have <gasps> new comments to we read. do have new reviews we should read them at the beginning of the next episode yes because they're great yep we'll end the year that way all right we will see y'all in a second never forget to uh it's don't forget to don't stay forget to. <laughs> stay alive and always be dtf bye bitches
This has been a Rogue Media Network production.